0: Here we are, Tubishvat B'Shvat Tish, it's gewalded to see everybody here today. We know that by the Tzadikim, that they tell us that the B'Shvat is the day that people daven specifically for an Esrug. It's, uh, as we know, the Mishnah in Rosh Hashanah calls it a Rosh Hashanah Le'ilon, and um, it's very, very interesting that the Loshan of the Mishnah, which we pointed out when we discussed it in Sheh, is Le'ilon. Right, look, why is it not Le'ilon Nois for trees? So the, um, the B'nai Soscha explains that it's coming to tell us that the Ikari is on the one tree. The one tree that we're referring to is the Esrug tree. Le'ilon, that's the tree of the Esrug tree. So, tell you, when it comes to the Esrug, the, uh, there was a chasad of the Rebbe, and he went to visit his Rebbe before... Um, before So as the minig was, before you go to the Rebbe, you bring the Rebbe an Esrug. So he went to find a beautiful Esrug for his Rebbe, the Chern- Chernobyl Rebbe. And uh, he picked out a beautiful Esrug. And uh, then he realizes, hold on a minute, on the way to Chernobyl, I also have to go to, to Rizion. So I'm going to go to the Rizion Rebbe. But how can I go through Rizion without getting a brokho from the Rizion Rebbe? Once I get to the Rizion Rebbe, I have to also get him an Esrug, right? So he found him an Esrug. And he realized that the Esrug that he picked for the vision of Rebbe was much nicer than the Esrug that he got for his Rebbe. So he decided to switch it. So he comes to the vision and and he gives the vision of the the Esrug that he kind of had picked for his Rebbe, but he switched them. The Rebbe turns it and turns it and turns it and says, are you sure this is my Esrug? It's like, wow, Ruach HaKodesh, that's unbelievable. No, 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 I'm so sorry, I made a mistake. And turns it and he, ah, I made a mistake and he switched it and he gave him the other one. He came to the Chernobyl and he came to his Rebbe and he gave his Rebbe his Esrug. And the Rebbe said, who touched this Esrug before now? Somebody had touched this Esrug, right? So it comes, it comes the time... Of Tubishvat, people daven and they daven, but of the Ikka of Tzadikim, they all say it's not about davening for the Esrug, it's about changing your heart. Because an Esrug is doim and a laiv, and it's about where your heart is holding. And if your heart's holding in the right place, then the Esrug will also be holding in the right place as well. And the question is, why specifically do we daven for an Esrug on Tubishvat? What's the Inyan? So we know that one of the Simonim that the Gemoin Sukkah tells us of a simon of a kosher esrug is that that the fruit and the actual tree the eights that it grows on taste exactly the same what can we learn from that? we can learn that of course the tree is only the vehicle for the fruit the fruit is the eka and the tree is just a vehicle that brings us the fruit so too we have a goof, and the goof is like the tree And the guf is just the vehicle that holds our neshama, that is able to nourish our neshama, just like the tree nourishes the fruit, so to the guf nourishes and helps the neshama to do what it's meant to be doing, to go in the right direction. You know, when we... Tubishvat, we're about to start the fruits in Baruch Hashem. We have a, a beautiful selection of fruits over here. I think we have over 24 fruits. So we're to the sheet of Darizal. If anybody was worried when they came here today, if they're going to be yotz to the sheet of Darizal, we have the sheet of Darizal, don't worry. And you know, one of the things and the purposes of the Tubishvat, of eating the fruits, is Yerushalmi that we mentioned already. Which is to partake of that which the Rabanishstrom created, and to marvel and to wonder and to enjoy that which the Rabanram created. In fact, they once found River Vig De um, in a fruit stall, and he was just standing there. And somebody noticed him and said, you know, can I get the rob anything? Is there anything I can do? So uh, he said, no, 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 I'm not coming to buy anything. I'm just coming to look at the Rabboni Shalom's creations. He wanted to simply look at the fruit to see the Rabboni Shalom's creations, which is incredible. In fact, they made a very interesting study because, you know, we talked about the and of fruit, that the Rabboni Shalom could have just created one fruit with one taste and one color. But no, the Rabbi numbers. as you can see on the table, look at the rich colors, look at the peel, look at the pits, look at the way it's the size, look at the, the presentation of each fruit. The way it is, is automatic. It looks nice, it looks very pleasant, it looks very tempting. That's what fruit is, right? It took us a while to get you guys, don't touch the fruit. We'll get to the fruit. Because it's tempting. Fruit is nice, right? Because in the Mysore, that's how the Rabbi Yishnan made it. They made a study. The scientists made the following study, and they made an experiment to understand what the colors and the aroma of food actually do to the eating experience. And they made an incision in a dog's neck, and uh, they fed it, basically they, uh, they, uh, they, and they made an injection in the dog's neck, and they offered it a potato. The dog rejected it. The scientist then offered a red apple and all of a sudden juices started to flow from the dog's neck and his mouth began to water. Even though he didn't understand what it is, he had no experience of what it is, but at the end of the day, fruit is something that the Rabban created in a very, very pleasant way and it's something to think about on Tu when we're eating the fruit, when the fruit is mischadish, and there's a new Kiddush of the fruit and if we're to say Shekhyonu, we can say Shekhyonu, but the idea is to appreciate what the Rabban created. Let me just say one last incredible idea as well. Is The Rabboni created such beautiful fruit and it's one time of year that we get to really marvel and say thank you to the Rabboni and everything. But can you imagine if you, would own, if you would be able to buy milk and cheese and eggs and fish and meat and you could store it for like years and years in your home. No refrigeration, no freezer, everything you could just put on the side. It would be great. Life would be so simple. But yet, that's not what the Rabbani Shalom did. If you think about it, and it's especially true with fruits as well, they only last for a limited amount of time. You cannot keep fruits for that long. Yes, you can freeze them, you can pickle them, you can preserve them. But in a natural way, the way the Rabbani created them, there is no way really to preserve fruits. And you have to think, why? Why did the Rabbani create such a metzius of fruits, or anything for that matter, that has to constantly, constantly keep on buying it? And the answer, I think, could be based on Rabbi Miller writes this, and he says, based on the first Avera that was done in Parashas Bereshis by the Nochash, the Nochash caused Chava to sin, and the punishment that the Nochash got was, you're going to eat from the earth. That is going to be your food. Now if you think about it, it's not such a bad punishment. Imagine you're driving on the highway, Now right? you're driving on the motorway. And you're starving hungry, there's no gas station, there's no petrol station, there's nowhere you can stop, you're starving hungry, what are you going to do? You know what you can do? Very simple. You get out the car, stop the car on the side of the road, get out the car, take a clump of earth, and eat it. That's cavaldic. That's, that's unbelievable. What is the problem? What is the klala that the Nachash got by having this klala? And the answer is, says Sim Chabonim Rabshischa, he says, a cavaldic yisoid. He says, the yisoid is like this. It says the aside is that what the Rabbani Shalom was essentially telling the Nachosh was I don't want to hear from you ever again. I don't want to see you, I don't want to know you, you've got food for the rest of your life, you never have to ask me anything ever again, here's everything that you need. That's the Psha over here. The Pshat is, the Rabboni Shlun made food that we constantly have to buy, that we constantly have to machadish ourselves. The Rabboni Shalom didn't, didn't give us food and said, here, here's food, goodbye. Imagine, for example, if a father says to his child as he's about to get onto the plane, right? He says, here you go, my dear son, Yankala, here's, I don't know, it depends on each person, right, $25,000, it should be okay for the year, right? Go spending money, cash, to spend on restaurants, just in case the food in Yeshiva isn't exactly up to what you think it should be, right? What does that mean? I don't want to hear from you, have a great year, that's the end of the year. But what a father could do, is he could say, you know what, here's 20 bucks, you'll be calling me in about... 10 minutes or something yeah. like that. Right? <laughs> yes. He constantly wants to see you. The Rabbi <laughs> Shalalem created food in a way that he always wants. To know from us, he wants to hear from us. He wants to have a communication. He wants to have a relationship with us. That is what peiros se'ino represent. That's what fruit represents. And we should have this in mind when we're about to partake from this gavaldiga juicy kishmaka fruit. That we should have in mind that the rabbi nishalolam made us a gavaldiga gavaldiga opportunity in the world to always remember him, to always connect to him, to always talk to him. And Be'ez Hashem, the rabbi this two bishvat will give us a taka rosh hashana for the. fruit Fruit, but a Rosh Hashanah also on all of our nourishment all of our sustenance that Baizah Hashem this entire year ahead will be here a bracha and Hatzlacha and Gazint and all the brachas that Klali soul will give themselves a bracha Enjoy. joy